Hello, everyone, and welcome to Only Football, Max Sarah-Beimler, Michael Holder. Hi, guy. Hello, everyone. How are you today? I'm relieved because I'm finally able to let football go. I can move on with my life. I've been disappointed so much by today that I can just move on with my life. Half a season after you after Liverpool finally win the Premier League title and a little loss humiliating loss at home to Burnley and not scoring for four and a half matches almost five and you're just you're just going to walk away from it all eh I should have walked away I said I was going to walk away in the summer when we win, won the league and I should have stuck to that you got greedy yeah, it was only ever going to go downhill from there. You watch your team win the Champions League and then the Premier League in back-to-back seasons. You don't get better than that. I was greedy, and I was wrong, and I apologise. <laughs> um, Mike, how are you? It's, a, it's an exciting year of football, so I'm doing well. All right, yeah. <laughs> At, you know, Mike, as Mike likes to say, the ball is round and anything can happen. And my goodness, did it ever. I can't stop smiling. Yeah, and and I'm having to look at it. I know. Yeah, do you want me to ch- do you want me to the camera? Yeah, yeah, I am. I am actually. Do you want me to, here? I'll turn towards Mike a little bit there. Here, let's let's set it up. How are we gonna do this? Oh, it's still it's still angled towards me. It's still angled towards me. Um. Okay, guys. Well, we're gonna get into that. The result today. So we uh we were supposed to record last night. And um, Michael got a little tied up, so we, we pushed it back a day, because it would have been too late for Guy to record. And boy, am I glad we did. Because, uh, as we'll get into, Burnley have defeated Liverpool at home, ending, what was it, 68-game streak? Yep. 68, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so we'll get to that. We'll open up with our uh, fantasy picks for the upcoming week. Mike, why don't you kick us off? Savvy and Captain, please, sir. Uh, my savvy pick is going to be uh, Cavani. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I think uh, he's coming into form. Martial has been yep. a bit up and down. And more more down, you know, stand by the fact he does a lot for the team, but he needs to be scoring, and Cavani's got to be the one up top. Yeah, and he's looking – they look more effective when he's on mm-hmm. recently. And I, last game he – I think he made a pass, like, Five ten yards outside the box, and they just immediately darted for that header. Yeah, yeah, and that, it, was a good it, save. it was a great save. Yeah, but it, it should have like yeah. great movement off the ball, mm-hmm. and um, I think that that's something that Van uh, has been lacking in the last few games, unless it's been by him. Um, so I think that we'll have a big game against Sheffield. It's at home, good way to keep up the pace for first place. Yep. Um, and my captain, I'm gonna go with Sterling. Mm-hmm. Since I De- just yeah, out. you just said it's, it seems to be about a two week or at least right. Yep. Yeah. So De Bruyne's probably out after picking up the injury against Villa. And we I, dodged a bullet in fantasy with that, eh? People just captaining, yeah. triple captaining De Bruyne all over the place, and he's got two games to do it. It's too bad he picks up an injury, but I mean, you know, he still plays over all basically sixty minutes, and then only an assist against Palace. So I'll take that. Definitely take that. Yeah. Um, and I think Sterling's going to have to step up yeah. if uh, City want to keep pace and stay at number one. Yeah, fair enough. Um, that's my captain as well. Uh, you know, I think he's due. As much as I, I do expect more from Sterling and I do criticize him, um, 
I by no stretch hate the guy and think he's you know, completely ineffective. I just think he's a little wasteful. I think it's, he and Rashford are very similar in that sense. Um, so that's my captain as well. And, you know, I won't have another savvy pick. You guys can shut it down. At the beginning of the season, we wouldn't allow this as a savvy pick. But uh, at this point, let me see what you guys think about Timo Werner as my savvy. Um, you know, he's been struggling for such a long time, and and Chelsea have joined him now. Uh, but he, he's been struggling even while they were winning. He wasn't scoring back then either. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I just think it's, uh, it's time that uh, he gets it going, and I think he gets another look in the starting lineup. I think he's been omitted the last two matches from the starting lineup, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think he gets another go. Almost, almost had one at the end of the game against Leicester. Uh, midweek and yeah uh, I think uh, you can get in there I would certainly allow it on grounds of it would be a savvy pick if it came off but I'm skeptical that it will work out for you Um, well you know I really should have taken my own advice from last week I went up picking up Mount but last week I took James Madison and he potted too so I might be onto something here very true and my captain is also for Man City, um, and who is my actual captain this week, um, because he can't stop scoring goals, and he <laughs> plays every game, um, especially now with the Bruyne out. He's become a very important part of Man City's team this year. It's Ilkay Gundogan. Um, yes, he only scored the penalty in the most recent game, but um, he scored some absolute peaches. Great against um, Chelsea. Uh, and now, and now, yeah. you know, with De Bruyne out, he will be on penalties, right? So, yeah. Oh, they don't think they'll give Sterling um, a chance of a penalty. <laughs> Stop, Michael. Sterling's not coming near that. <laughs> nice, no. Um, and then my savvy pick is um, Rodrigo, uh, Leeds oh. against Newcastle. I think Leeds are going to Newcastle in disarray at the moment. Um, you know, Steve Bruce criticising the players, um, and I think Leeds will come out with a big performance um, and. Rodrigo, he's playing in midfield this season, uh, where he's been reasonably impressive. I think he'll score in that game. Yeah, I mean, you know, they put five past Newcastle, what, about a month ago as well, right? So Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, Rodrigo, though, interesting. Interesting. I, I can yeah. see it. There's a, there's a lot of, uh, there's, there's a lot of we- smaller weapons on that team um, outside of yeah. Banford, right? So, yeah, take your pick. Yeah. Okay, um, let's get into the review, guys. Before we get to the meat of it, let's open up with a little bit of a little antipasto and for appetizer and start with Juve Inter on the weekend, which we previewed as well last week. It was a big match. We don't get into Serie A as much as I think we should, uh, especially with Mike here. But unfortunately, we're reviewing a very bad performance. I'd say that's that's the worst I've seen Juve play in years. In in years, man. Um, Nine years. Uh, Mike, please take us away. Start it up. Because we were watching that game together after watching United Liverpool. It, and it was a letdown. It was a complete stinker compared... Eh, actually, they both weren't that great games, but Juve did not show up. That was... No one showed up. We had no game plan. Uh, it was it was a shambles. It was hard to watch. Frustrating to watch, of course, as yeah. a fan. But... There was no creativity. No, no. It just looked like they just showed up on the field and didn't know there was a game. Um, Mike, you said it before the game. 
um, when we did the post-match reaction, the brief post-match reaction to United Liverpool about Bentancur starting. You know, you, you really you like Bentancur, but you said that he's not been at it this season. Yeah, and you didn't want to see him starting. You wanted to see McKenney, Artur, and Artur definitely yeah. Artur, right? And sure enough, like that, your midfield got overrun yeah. in that game. The middle was completely inter. Yeah, it was. How many times? Uh, it, and it's not like it's not like it was you uh, chasing a game in like post 80th minute, where you know Inter were getting these massive breaks. the The second goal came from a uh, sixty yard pass. long ball, and no one's there. Uh, plenty of opportunities after the first goal. Um, Martinez misses a sitter on that rebound after yeah. a nice save uh, by Chesney on Lukaku, um, and that and that. Came from just no one there, no one being there in the midfield. They had a lot Barella of owned you. They had many. Like, like you were lucky to get to get away with a two 0 I think know? we should have lost four nil. It would have fucking woke us up. Yeah. Like luckily we did bounce back in the Super Cup. Yeah. But. There's there's something to take away from that. And you guys were having good results before that. It looked like something may have been coming together there. Does this couple questions? Does this uh, for you kind of say to Pirlo you have to give our tour a solid run? In the midfield, um, and and Bentancur coming off the bench, or even just mixing in Bentancur with, like he's he's a, he's a staple in the midfield, sure. and his play hasn't proven to be a staple this year. Mm. So like, right now I think only three or four people should be starting every game. I wouldn't even start Ronaldo every game. I know it's tough as Pirlo and benching Ronaldo, but sometimes he doesn't need to play all these games. He just play, needs to play the important games, but. Everyone else, we haven't found our identity yet, and it's still frustrating me because it's been like half the season now, right? You should at least know what your identity is now. Well, yeah, but you have to date that back to also, you know, the the, the manager, the managerial carousel that's slightly kind of come in with Sensari as well, right? Um, yeah. But you think, would you say, okay, at this point in the season, um, this year compared to last year, would you say there was more of identity with Sari than there's with Piro? More of, but actually no, no. With sorry, every game was it was kind of similar, but at least, as you said, in the last three games, it kind of it kind of looked like we did. But mm-hmm. that important game, we had nothing. Yep, no, you did nothing. I didn't even. I thought it was Newcastle or someone out there. <laughs> last question, Newcastle. Fuck me. Uh, last question for me, anyway. Um, did this match kind of retire Keelini? Yes, yes, but we're still going to need him in games because sure. well, hopefully the lid's out. Uh, COVID. But, but would you, okay? So yes, you're going to have to. You're, yes, he's a, he's a he's a bench like modeler now. He's mm-hmm. like, he's one of those veterans that's mm-hmm. good for the locker room. Yeah, that's sure. that's what he he'll play a few games. Yeah, but yeah, it, it pretty much yes. Lukaku did him in completely. Yeah, he's also what second game, third game back from injury. Yeah, so. I wouldn't start him, but we had to. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yes, okay. So when everyone's healthy, Chiellini on the bench, unless you're playing, you know, yeah. the legs of Crotone. Yeah, yeah. Right, what do you what do you think about the game? I thought it was um, my overriding thought when I was watching it was men against boys. You know that that mid your midfield it wasn't even there. You know it was like a ghost midfield, like you know, miss. Um, they just they just strolled through it, you know, and Inter played very well. I was, you know, I was fairly critical of them beforehand, um, but 
Inter played very well and deserved to win. Should have won by a lot more. Martinez should have scored a hat trick, um, and I'm not sure how he didn't. Um, but I was very, very disappointed with with the Juventus performance. As you say, I mean it's the worst certainly that I've seen them in in years and years. Um, and my question to you, Mike, is um, is Pirlo done? No, no, he's not done. No, yeah, you can't no, do that. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> when is he? Is he? Is he going to be sacked at the end of the season? Will he make it beyond this season? Uh, depending on how we do, but I think I think he will. I think he will. You make Champions League. Let's say let's say he come fourth. Do you keep him? Yeah. I I, I agree. I agree. I at mean, he's point, young. You knew what you were doing yeah. when you when you signed him. Uh, someone who managed the under twenty threes for I'm, two weeks. You know, if he makes Champions sure, League, give him. I'm not sure they did know what they were doing. <laughs> I think that's the problem. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, you know, because they they hired him on a, you know, for the under twenty ones or whatever, and then and then on a whim, a week later, gave him the main job. You know, it's like they knew they knew they were going to sack Sarri. That was obvious for for weeks and months beforehand. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I know. I I personally, I wanted a leg rebound. Well, you might get him. Jesus. <laughs> Allegri's good. Allegri, Allegri's good for that team. Yeah. I would never. I couldn't stand. Not. I couldn't, it's not like I couldn't stand. They're good, but they're just so. It's so negative. So side to side with him, and that's why you know, as for example, as a United fan or anyone else or an Arsenal fan, I would not want him in the Premier League. He's always getting linked to like these possible positions in the Prem. Like this guy's gonna get torched in the Prem, <laughs> guaranteed. He's a good. He's a good manager when you've got like. Dibala up front and you're playing Spezia every other week um, <laughs> but then when it comes to no I'm not I'm not knocking the Syria I'm just saying like there's some bad teams there. you weren't <laughs> none of them but when it you know I know he got you to a couple of finals but Juventus you know Juventus should have won the Champions League in the last 10 years and we didn't uh, you know what man yeah. I mean should they have I think they did well to get, I think Allegri did, them, did well to get them there twice um, and you know what? No, they played, played Barca and Real. They did, they did. But you know, they, they but they went up against really, really tough sides as well in the final. So I think it's a little harsh to say they should have won, um, but they were in a good position to do so. I, I, I yeah, just think, I yeah, think, it's a I think that's tough. fair. Yeah. Um, okay, guys, let's get moving on to our reviews, and we will open up with Liverpool United slash Liverpool Burnley. Um, you know, we did a little bit of a review, uh, but, you know, Guy and I especially were kind of coming down from a, um, it was like, it was right after the match, it was a post-match review with the three of us, and Guy and I were kind of coming down of a, a nervy game where we weren't disappointed too much, and we weren't all too pleased. It was, it was a very yeah. undescribable kind of feeling, it was very neutral, I would say. Um, yeah, quite muted. Yeah. Um, so, upon further review, uh, guy, what were you thinking about that match? Um, Bar just you know, blank. Well, cut Burnley out of out of your mind right now. Just think about that match. Yeah, I mean, I having rewatched some some of the game, I I agree with Mike that it probably wasn't that good a game. You know, <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it because I enjoyed it because I was so tense the whole time, but. Mm. Um, you know, Liverpool didn't play very well. Um, Man United should have played better. Um, and but but broadly speaking, I think a draw was a fair enough result. Um, if anyone was to win, it was 
would have been United. Liverpool didn't have a hope of winning that game, so ultimately I can't be too disappointed. Um, and given the context of you know what we've seen with Burnley tonight, I'm just very glad that the the result. You know, we deferred that that uh, you know streak ending um, Past game for one one more week. <clears throat> Yeah, um, yeah, it was. Yeah, you go, Max. Well, nothing, nothing really changes for me in terms of why I was a little disappointed, and in the in the sense that we didn't go for it quite enough. I don't. I'm not. I'm not knocking the draw or what Ollie did. Really, I think it's a good result at Anfield, despite the injuries that Liverpool might have, despite the form that they were on going into it. Um, but I think. Liverpool's best chance, especially, again, with uh, them struggling to score for so long, even going into that match, uh, would have been just pressing more and trying to force those errors out of out of United and getting a scrappy goal like that. The one instance I can think of uh, was Maguire trying to pass out. I think he was trying to switch it to, to Bissaka and I believe Firmino getting, getting a toe on it. And that was really dicey. And yeah. I think... Liverpool could have afforded to expose themselves a little bit more with the press, especially because what I was hearkening back to building up to the match and afterwards, not having Pogba in the midfield and having McTominay and Fred there, who just yeah. are good enough um, in terms of passing and consistently is dangerous. So even if you know Liverpool, their, their high press fails um, in the instance and it gets into them, there's still recovery time with McTominay and Fred receiving that ball. I think that's something that Liverpool yeah. really should have attempted to do a little bit more of. Um, they they did kind of dominate that midfield. McTominay and Fred were pretty good defensively. Fred had like twelve tackles or something, uh, and um, but uh, and then United, all these game plan really could have worked to a T. You know, sit back, don't give up much. They really didn't. Uh, Firmino was wasteful. He should have found Robertson. He had another shot when it fell to him from Salah's yeah. feet. Um, he didn't have a great match, but other than that, didn't do too much. And then United had the two best chances in in the game. Um, speaking speaking of Pogba's chance, a lot of people Pogba apparently was like devastated after the match, apologizing to his teammates for missing it. Um, he was getting a lot of stick, you know, in the fan base and or you know just from uh, fans in general uh, online. And you know, I'm watching the I'm watching the chance. I'm like, yeah, like you know, there's it's a very good position to score. But I forget who the defender was. It was probably Fabinho coming in. And with Fabinho coming in, takes he takes away the rest of the, of the goal. And he has Allison on, like, the one-third, like, the left-hand side third of the goal to, to, like, roof it, essentially, or slot it, like, right inside the post. It's not that easy of a finish. It's a good chance, but I don't think it garners the stick that he was getting. No, I would agree with, with that sentiment completely. It, it was a good chance, and odds on he should have scored but it was you know it wasn't a tap in you know yeah. um any other but, thoughts um, any other thoughts on that game you know Mike yeah he, I think he was just focused on making good contact sure yeah. I think that was his main focus when he got into that position just like if I have good contact in this direction I'm probably gonna have a good chance of scoring yeah but uh yeah and Man, yeah, I would say Man U had the better chances. I know you guys don't count the free kick as a chance, but I do. I, well, it no, it is. He, he turned it into a chance. Like I, yeah. I, I take both your points. Like I, he he did make it. It was a great was free kick. It, it was, was 
inches it was, wide. Yeah, this is a great um, for a kick from Bruno. And, you know, another thing is, like, people saying Bruno's going to show up in, in big matches. But, again, that kind of harkens back to, like, how United and Ole have been setting up in these matches in terms of uh, what kind of service he's getting from the two behind him as well. Um, and I don't think he was a ghost. You know, he got pretty solid. It was a, he could have done a little better as well with his chance. Um, but it's still a fine save from Allison. And don't tell me that, like, you know, Bruno's a ghost in these big games. It's fucking ridiculous. I will avoid, I will try not, I will not say that then. Um, well, okay, well, do, go, go, the one thing. I, see, but for, for me, Guy, it is, it does come down to, you know, how we're setting up in these matches and that we are really trying to defend our goal. Like, you look how we set up against even, well, City and Liverpool, obviously, but even against Chelsea and Arsenal. Yeah. You know, same thing. What What can he really do? How much can you expect him to do um, when you're yeah, setting up quite, like that? Quite. I think my my criticism not are moving on from Fernandez. My criticism of United in um, in that game was this was the chance to really go for the jugular of a big team. This is you know title winners title winners take points off the big off the other big boys. You know Liverpool last season beat Man City in that in that game. You know Man City beat Liverpool a couple of times in the previous couple of seasons. Um, you know this. It was a sort of chance for for Ollie and United to say we're not an also ran anymore. We're a big. We're back in the big time, you know, mm. and really go for that for a weakened Liverpool team who hadn't been performing well. Um, I thought it was a missed opportunity in that sense. I, I couldn't agree more. But I, a point. It's still a good, but it's still a good point away from home, you know, at Anfield. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Okay, maintain the lead. Uh, let's uh, move on to. Uh, We'll stick with Liverpool, but let's move on to Burnley Liverpool guy. And 68 games um, coming to an end. Chelsea fans rejoice like Arsenal rejoice every time every team has lost a match in the regular season, yeah. um, despite being completely out of it. And, I mean, dude, Nick Pope, some very key saves. Um, I think We've been saying for a long time. I'd say over a year. It's been over a year for me that Nick Pope has been England's number one. Uh, could have been a debate between him and Henderson, but last year but it's not it's not Pickford it's not it's not Pickford um and yeah he made some great starts he made some great he made some great saves he uh Klopp maybe an eye on the FA Cup on Sunday doesn't start Salah or Firmino obviously you know form hasn't been great but uh I mean Divock Origi misses a fucking sitter in the first half a gift you know what um I was chatting to a couple of my mates before the game and they share my thoughts on Origi in that he's not good enough um, and hasn't been for a long time. But they were saying they were upset with with him starting. And I, in my head, I just thought, it's not a bad selection. I thought Origi was going to do something. I thought he was going to do the business like he did a couple of times a couple of years ago. And um, and then he hairs through and go, and you think, here we go, Divock's back. You know, and then he and then he misses it, and it truly was an awful miss, um, really bad. All he has to do is beat the goalkeeper, and then he, but he somehow misses that massive target behind him. Um, and frankly, the less said about that, the better. It was just very bad. Um, but what what gets me is, and this is you know, quite a big criticism of Jurgen Klopp is um, teams they don't surprise us. You know, no one's springing any surprises the way they play against us. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows now to beat Liverpool or to do well against Liverpool, you just sit back. You know, that's what's happening. 
it's been a year now since teams started to sit back properly against us and we just cannot for the life of us work out how to play through them you know we've got some of the best best players in um, close quarters of you know in the world I mean Thiago's maybe the number one um, you know um, passing central midfielder in the world um, you've got um, Mohamed Salah who's got amazing ball control work in, works in tight spaces same with Sadio Mane same with Roberto Firmino I mean on paper we've got an amazing a fantastic team for breaking down teams in the low block we just can't do it um, it's just not happening um, and Jurgen Klopp really needs to pull his finger out of his ass and do something about that you know it's been long enough um, and you know it was just on show again today Burnley they're a well disciplined they're a good team but they're not a great team they've not been playing very well this season we shouldn't be losing against them um, we probably didn't lose against them because the penalty was uh, generous to say the least you think so uh, in my opinion yeah yeah I don't think it was a penalty at all he was halfway down I mean, the, the, it was only the second bit of contact that actually made contact with him, by which time he was half on the floor anyway. It wasn't a penalty for me, but I don't need to go into that too much because it is what it is. Um, but Did Jurgen yeah, have anything should, to say about it? Be... Sorry? Did Klopp have anything to say about it? I've got no idea. I turned it off the minute the final whistle went. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah... I don't care what Klopp's got to say about it, really. Um, I don't care. It, it, I don't think it was a penalty, but what are you going to do? Uh, but we should be sco- that's not the problem. We should be scoring against Burnley. Newcastle. We should be West scoring Brom. against Burnley. You know? Yeah. But we, we should be scoring against a number of teams, but we're not at the moment. Um, and we've got to find a way to fix that. It's you not know. a moment, Guy. Five matches. Sorry? It's not a moment. Yeah, that, you know, that's it's a figure of speech. I know. Dickhead. <laughs> um, guy, when Jota comes back, do yeah. you, do you uh, switch to a 4-2-3-1? Which you'd done a couple times when he was in the team? Uh, no, a 4-2-4, ideally. Just all four of them in a line up front. Scaling back like to the that, 50s, like, eh? No, you remember against Man City in the, the first half against Man City where we blitzed them and we dominated and we should have probably scored a couple of goals um, where we just had the row of four um, and that was amazing. Um, that's what we should do. Uh, alternatively, drop alternatively drop Firmino. Um, yeah. Bring in Jota. Yeah, well, but I the mean... The problem is... Would you say, would you say if you did go for a 4-2-3-1... Obviously, you're not going to do actually four two four. Um, it would be a little much to ask for your defense, especially with the uh, the injuries that you have. No, because they did it before. I mean, we were playing four two three one with um, without Van Dyke earlier in the season. Um, As, but, but, you know, yeah, Gomez was there. But what if know, uh, a little bit of the mystique, back. a little bit of the aura has been lost? Teams might sense some yeah. weakness in that. Do you do you really want to? I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, you know, I, Thiago's I, still good defensively. Um, so, what, would you well, say Thiago uh, yeah. and Gigi? Sorry? If, if For your two, would you say Thiago and, and, and uh, Wijnaldum? No, Henderson and Thiago. Okay. Yeah, well, fair enough. So then, you do want Henderson out of the back line? Uh, yeah, yeah. As long as Matip and Fabinho are fit. Well, yes, okay, Matip is back. So, yes, that changes everything. You're right. Uh, yeah, um... 
and, and our defence isn't really isn't the problem at the moment. We're no, not scoring not. goals, and it's we not. need another attacker to go on. And Jota was the guy doing it yeah. for us before, and before he got injured. I mean that as well. Klopp's got some answers to to make for um, playing Jota for 87 minutes in a completely dead rubber game against Michelin in the Champions League. We were already top of the group. Um, why he played him for that long, and he's been out injured ever since. Um, he that's that's completely on him, um, and our season is hinged on that moment more than the Van Dijk injury mm. or anything else. You know, we fell off a cliff when Jota got injured, um, and and that's completely down to Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, Mike, you've been quiet. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. It's 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 uh, cost them. Maybe the season? I don't know. I don't think so. I think you guys are still ultimately in a better position than Juve. So don't don't feel too bad on yourself right now. I'd agree with that. Um, well, yeah, because we've only won one one in a row rather than the nine. I mean, I, I would still say and Liverpool are, are more favorites than United at this point still. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'd what? say so. I, I, I wouldn't go that far. I, 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 would, still, I would still say so. Um I think United, I honestly, I think United's... I've conceded the league this evening. I've conceded the league this wow. evening. Yeah, well, that's more to City. That 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 I can understand. But I'm I'm just yeah. comparing it to United. I think United um, need to find that next gear. I don't want, like I, I think they've been riding their luck a little bit. That's all. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, certainly Liverpool have, and now it's run out. Oh yeah, a while back. Um, okay, shall we wrap up with our last review, Chelsea Leicester? To me, um, yeah. a very similar, um, a, very, a very similar match to the Inter Juve match. I think you know Leicester completely yeah. dominated. The midfield um, was non-existent for Chelsea, and that is on Lampard. Lampard, talking about answers, uh, questions to answer. Lampard has plenty, uh, and he is right yeah. under the cost right now. There is a guillotine looming right over <laughs> his head right now. Uh, we want his mm-hmm. head. Yeah, yeah, um, and 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 you line up against Leicester, a team with so much, such a strong midfield and so much attacking ability, as well, and a team that's in great form with Kovacic, Mount, and Havertz. What are you? You're throwing Kovacic uh-huh. to the wolves yeah. uh, in that match, and sure enough, by the end of the first half, it's done. Mike. Yeah, and they started what Pulisic. Uh, Abraham and uh, Doy. Did they? Mm-hmm. St- yeah, yeah. They started a Doy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because didn't start. Yeah. It was a uh, it was a weird lineup to go in a, into a big game for them, mm-hmm. and it showed like that was at, a top four match for them. Yes. Yeah, and it it uh, the first half was all Leicester, mm-hmm. even second half, and you knew it was over when they called the penalty. And then they varred it, mm-hmm. and it ends That's up being a free kick. Missed a free kick. A minute later, he gets scored on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that pretty game's much seals the, the it. The game's man. done. Yeah. Everyone knew it was done too. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised he didn't yeah. make those substitutions at half. Well, that's what I was looking for. Right, and he still waited. And I'm like, it, it didn't happen in the first 45 minutes. It's not going to happen in the second. Change it up, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. This is uh, I don't know what. Lampard's going to do you think he's going to do a drastic change going forward with lineup or is he going to go back to his toys he needs to he needs 
to settle on something for a while. Yeah. Even if yeah. you don't get a result against Wolves and you don't get fired, um, <laughs> you you still need to like persist with it for a good three four matches. That it needs some consistency. He has so many toys, and it's it's too much. They brought in too many players. Uh, this FIFA twenty one thing works in a video game, and it yeah. really dis it really kind of disgruntles. The, the players that did pretty well for him last season, and it's just too much to ask all at once uh, to work them in. Um, one thing I would like to say is uh, James Madison has been in great form uh, this season. He's really bounced back after kind of disappearing last year. Um, I would like to scout him as a pundit. I, I watched oh, his. Yes, yes. I, I watched I, I his post match. Yeah, that was. He's really so good. charming. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's so yeah. he's so grounded and level headed. Uh, very well spoken. And, you know, he really dismissed, uh, you know, the title race things. Like, you know, we'll just do our thing in the background. Yep. And we're not, we're not treating it like that. I think really for them, I think we discussed in the preview, is them focusing on top four and not bottling that. And whatever comes from that comes from that. And he really hammered that home. The players love Brendan Rodgers. They absolutely love him. Yeah. Um, and Brendan Rodgers has just been undoing teams this season. Uh, top, top clubs as well. Except for Liverpool. Um <coughs> But uh, yeah, it was just—it was just really. Uh, he's yeah, he's been in great form, and it was just really nice to see. And I was like, I was just really enamored with, with the way he could, he carried himself, and this team really yep. really has something going right now. And based on last year, I think they've learned. I I I'm yeah. gonna say now they're making top four. I th- I, I think, so. I think I, our I top four is the top four, right now currently. Yes. City, Liverpool, United, Leicester. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, because yeah, I, I think they've got their heads screwed on. Mike thinks uh, Tottenham are going to make a late surge in there, don't they, you? They, they might. They might. No, and we'll get into them. Uh, we'll get we'll get to them shortly with the uh, the preview. Um, any last thoughts on that match? Lampard doesn't look like he's going to get fired, uh, which is I I like it, man. Give him. He does look like he's at a loss, like he's out to sea right now. But give him, give him the year, man. He's the problem is. Does he, do do you think he's going to get any better? He's doing terrible job, and but the only the only reason to keep him would be if you could see signs mm-hmm. for um, him to, if you could see signs that he was improving the team, um, but he, but he isn't. Um, I think he's out of his depth. Um, and once again, like the interview game, it was men against boys, both um, on the pitch and off the pitch. Um, you know, Rogers, Rogers is, has has worked his way to where he is and earned and has earned it. Uh, whereas Frank Lampard, you know, he's going off the back of his playing career, yep. um, which is a shame. Uh, and he just looks out of his depth. The, well, the starting lineup thing, I mean, it is it is bad. They, um, they look so you know, decisive just, last year. Uh, attacking in the attack, anyway. It looked yep. like you know Lampard had really implemented something in terms of their attacking style, um, and and then they just had to work on the defense. Again, I don't really. I think Mendy's a solid keeper, but I don't rate defensively the Chilwell signing or the Silva signing. I think Silva's passed it, and Chilwell is just paper thin at the back. So I, I still really think they've totally addressed that uh, properly, to be honest. Um, and yes, but I think um, you know. Having looked at the stats for both Derby and Chelsea, like defense, defending problems is mm-hmm. a Lampard thing. You know, 
he he's failed to address that. I mean, yes, I know the players aren't the best players there, but Ben Chilwell's still a great left back. Yes. Thiago Silva. I don't think it should be as bad United. as it is. I, it is on him. It is yeah. on him. Um, and especially mm-hmm. after all the signs that it's made, uh, it, it shouldn't really matter. That The defensive improvements should be there. And it was there for a minute when they first got Mendy. Um, but it seems they'll even found out again. And now, But now uh, going in, into their attack, it's... It's ice cold. There's there's nothing. They created nothing in that match, and there's been a, it's been a string of matches where they just haven't provided anything up top. Lack of, lackluster and no creativity. Yeah, extremely, yeah. extremely. It's very it's very stagnant, and there's no confidence in that squad right now. There's no harmony, um, and that also comes down to bringing in all those players as well. Do you think they make yeah. Europa League? Do I think they make Europa League? Okay, so we were saying that the top four right now is the top four. Mike's guys reservation. I I honestly am starting to go back to uh, my original thoughts of the season of Spurs not making it. Um, and we'll get into that. Um, Chelsea got the flair that, that they can. We'll touch on Spurs quickly because I think I think you know, Mourinho's philosophy is really setting in, and you've seen it where they're sitting back and they're blowing leads to Fulham, Palace, Wolves, and they're just protecting one goal lead. <clears throat> With, and and they're dropping points to those teams. I think Chelsea have the the talent and and to actually and, and Lampard has the mentality to go forward and win games by scoring goals. So I think they'll accumulate points like that, and I think they will end up in the Europa League. Yes, um, and that's one spot. Uh, so you asked me Chelsea. I'm going to say Chelsea make it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, Probably yeah. It's really tough, though. It's really tough. But then, I mean, you just think, who do I think would win between Chelsea and West Ham at the moment? West Ham. Who do I think would win Chelsea and Southampton? Southampton. Yeah. Who do I think would win Chelsea, Aston Villa? Aston Villa. Well, you speaking know, of which, a lot of teams. Let's fly into the, in the preview. League. Let's fly into the preview. Yeah. And talk about a team that's right in the ilk of uh, West Ham, Southampton, although they're not really playing like now. Uh, Chelsea versus Wolves. Um, so, Guy, continue, please. But let's focus on uh, Chelsea Wolves specifically. Yes. Um, well, as I said, I fancy a lot of teams to beat Chelsea. And Wolves, uh, they don't quite fall into that category, I'm afraid. Um, they've been poor since Jimenez, um, since Jimenez was injured. It's been a shame. Um, Fabio Silva, he has improved since I, you know forcefully berated him on this show a few weeks ago <laughs> yeah, um, he lo- he's looking better um, he's actually scored now uh, which is good for him um, but still uh, and I am considering picking him up on fantasy because uh, he's cheap um, well when's him as coming back uh, well I don't, I don't I know he's but he's fractured his skull you know yeah. I think he it started training like individually it, it Okay, well, that's good news um, for them. But either way, um, Wolves aren't impressive, um, but likewise Chelsea aren't. Um, and I think it will be a draw. I think it will be a one-all draw, which is about as on the fence as you can be about any result ever. But neither team are good enough to score many goals, but they're also bad enough to concede. Mike? Yeah, I, I was thinking a similar scoreline. I think both teams will score. 
Um, I don't I don't think both teams at the moment are, are defending well enough to keep out a team for 90 minutes. Mm. Um, it was Wolves 1-2-1 on the reverse fixture, correct? Yep. Yeah, okay. scored late. In the late mm-hmm. goal. Yep. Um, I think Chelsea, hopefully, hopefully, even though this is not really – like, it's a big game for them, but you, at the beginning of the season, wouldn't call it a big game. Yeah, no, against Wolves, for sure. Really? Wolves are tough. I think, like, if Wolves were playing to the level they have in the last couple of years, you'd say it's a pretty big game. Like, you'd, you know, um, let's say City-Southampton this year, along those kind of levels. Uh, and, and Wolves have always, like, the last couple of years have always been playing Chelsea tough. I believe they've maybe beaten them three times, at least, including the season, uh, since they've come up. I, I want to say at least three times. So it's, it's a bit of a bogey game uh, for Chelsea as well, yeah. despite their form. But they've been beating the teams at the bottom, right? And Wolves are near the bottom. Is that there? So I, I, had, I have a feeling it'll be 2-1 Chelsea. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting. I f- ha- you know, he's got a... Is Conte injured? Is Conte back? No, I'm not sure. It's got to be Conte and, and Kovacic. 4-2-3-1. Like, don't, don't expose yourself. Please. So, you know, guy, you're talking about Lampard learning. These, this is a, it's an easy, an easy thing to learn from. It's like, okay, I'm not doing that again, even if Wolves aren't as attacking as, as Leicester. Um, don't expose yourself like that. That was just ridiculous. I think Havertz has to go back to the bench. Havertz needs time, obviously, to adjust. There's a great player there. Hopefully this season doesn't completely scupper his career. That would, that would be a, a real shame. Um, but uh, I think it's got to be Conte and Kovacic there. With Mount in the middle, I'd say give Werner a go again up top, and then Ziyech and Pulisic. Ziyech and Pulisic there. So you know you have Mount and Pulisic, who you're, you know, you're paying back some faith uh, from what they did last season, and Mount has continued to do fairly well this season. Um, and Abraham hasn't really been on the mark, and Ziyech I think actually has been one of the most dangerous players when he's been playing. Does Abraham have their most goals? He he might, but I'm. I, I still I, th- I think Abraham is a good player to bring off the bench. I don't think he's necessarily a top four striker that you start match week in week out. Agreed. Um, and you know I was very close. It's two one I had in in mind. Two one I did have in mind, but you know what? I'm I'm gonna go two nil. I think Chelsea really shored up in this match, and they show a little bit of metal. You know, like how Arsenal was struggling for so long. Uh, and then they really showed up against Chelsea, and they've been actually getting some results again. I think Chelsea um, flipped something this game. I'm going 2-0. Okay. Uh, actually, that's what we need the laptop for, but uh, no matter. Okay, uh, on to a team that, we, well, we just mentioned Arsenal, but we haven't really touched on them, I would say, nearly enough, more or less all season, um, just because of you know where they've been the table and how much they've been struggling. And we kind of tend to focus on teams that are further up the table. But Arsenal is making moves now, and uh, they're looking good. But they're up, they're up, they're in tough against uh, Southampton. And uh, Mike, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, they they're looking real good, and for them compared to what they've been looking at this season. But they they're still not a top club. They still have their faults. But uh, in the at recent form, I have them winning this game. Um, I think it'll be one nothing. Uh, not, but there'll be some good, decent chances. But I don't think there'll be a lot of clinical finishing. Uh, and 
I think they'll grind it out 1-0. 1-0, okay. All right, uh, Guy? Well, Where's the laptop? They have been looking good, Arsenal. Uh, you're very right. Um, Partey's back in the team, which is a massive boost. They sort of got, they've gotten rid of a few players. You know, Ozil's left, um, Kolasinac has left, um, Socrates has left, which I think was partly about wages and partly about dressing room. Um, I think um, all three of them were fairly divisive figures in the dressing room, from what I can gather. Um, and I think this is going to make them a bit of a more cohesive unit. So I think they might take a lift from from that as well. Plus. They've got some money to bring in a couple of players on loan. You know, they're looking at Martin Odegaard at the moment. But um, I can't look past Southampton. They've been fantastic this season. I think they'll. I think they win every game. Uh, even you know, even obviously they don't win every game. Going into every game, I think they'll win. Um, and once again, the same here. I think they're they're organised enough to to you know shut out Arsenal. Um, I think it will be. Um, I think it will be two 0 actually to Southampton. I think they they score. I wonder if Danny Ings is back. He might not be. Um, but even so, they've got enough about them. Um, even with the, well, I, I just forgotten they've they've had some injuries. But I'm going to stick to my guns. Um, the players they come in, you know, the system they play is fantastic. They're going to win two 0 all right. Um, yeah, I think the uh, for for Arsenal's Arsenal key for Arsenal would be Tierney and Aubameyang really working uh, Walker Peters on the left there. But even th- even that said, as you said, guy, they are Southampton are very organized. And I mean, what's that open up? Um, they're organized in the back, and they can kind of keep Lacazette contained. Stevens and Ben Rek have doing have been doing a great job together, uh, even with Vestergaard out. And I think they can contain him. Um, I don't think really crosses into the box will be an issue for Southampton. So just force them out wide. Um, there might and, and there might be some sustained pressure on Walker Peters. But you saw him put in a great performance against Mane as well when Southampton beat Liverpool one 0 um, So yeah. he, he can still do a job, uh, and and he'll get the assistance that he needs. I think the midfields are so both, especially with Partey back, and especially just Southampton's midfield in general, is very combative. It's very industrious, and I think. It's just going to be a lot of broken up play on either side in this match. Um, I don't think, as Mike said, there's going to be too many clear cut chances, um, and it would come down to some like some clinical finishing when the chances do arise. I'm not necessarily counting on that, and I think Arsenal have, sh- even though they have been in a good vein of form, you know, you harken back to when they drew Palace nil nil just a week ago. They didn't offer too much against uh, an organized team, and this is a and this is a another organized team that they need to keep an eye out on the attack more so than Palace as well. So I'm actually going to go nil-nil. Yeah, fair enough. I can, uh, Hopefully that's not the case, but I can see that happening. So, swing game. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. It has been a while. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the last one. We have, uh, each have a team getting shut out, right? Yeah, that's right. I got oh, that's true. I'll take both. Um... <laughs> We got uh, Liverpool Spurs, definitely. Do you just want to do that, or do we, uh, do you want to throw Leicester Everton in there? What do you guys think? Yeah, we can do Leicester Everton. We've got time. Uh, I mean, yeah, we just uh, you know we stopped the recording. We're at we're at forty seven, forty eight minutes right now. 
Um, yeah, let's go for it. Okay, Les Jefferson. Um, I'll uh, I'll open it up. I guess you know both these teams have been uh, kind of flying under the radar. You know, we kind of ever Lester's been pretty consistent all year. Everton, we kind of started writing off for a bit, maybe around early December, and since then they've been getting results. And you know, with a couple games in hand, they could leapfrog Liverpool. Um, it's it's uh, well, it's, it's it's they're only two points back <laughs> with, with six points to gain. Uh, but as I said with uh, with Leicester. And what Madison said is that they're really just taking it game by game. And, you know, two great managers here, uh, both organized. They both know their style of play. They're going to – I don't think they're going to necessarily change their their formations to to adjust to, to their opposition. But to me, this just comes down to Leicester having more quality. And I'm going to go 2-1 Leicester. I think it will be a, a good, fun match to watch. Quality on both ends, but it just – the scales just tilt for me to Leicester. Yep, fully agree. Um, Everton, they're a very good side this season, um, but Leicester have been great, uh, disciplined. Um, but I think this one, I think it will be like, much like the Leicester-Southampton game, where it was a fantastic game, but low scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1-0 Leicester. Okay. And you know what, man? Like, I just want to say, Wesley Fofana, uh, again, like this Leicester scouting system is is incredible Unreal. and this guy is just yeah, he fantastic really picked it up. I, he hit the ground running this is the guy who's hit the ground running of all the signings this season uh, in the summer Wesley Fafan is the one yeah and yeah. Sayanku was there last year and now he's he's on the bench yeah I find it odd I, that Sayanku's not displacing Evans but I guess Evans is just... Evans has been doing his job, He's been solid, job, yeah, right? he's been doing his job, yeah. He's the consistent yeah, he's, factor. he's like Mr. Reliable. He's, you know, got leadership on the pitch and everything, mm-hmm. you know. He's just prone to a rush of blood to the head. Yeah. I, yeah. Sorry? He's just prone to a rush of blood to the head is, is John Evans, is Johnny Evans. Yeah. Uh, which he saw against Chelsea, and he got away with it. Yeah. Um, Mike, what are you thinking? I, I agree with both of you. I think it'll be a less for win. Um, not that this is important, but, you know, DCL injury uh, really hampers Everton, right? So That's that's, that's true. uh, Hamas is now coming back from, well, not now, but he hasn't really looked good since coming back. And uh, same with um, Richarlison since that red card. Mm -hmm. He's had some flashes, but not really uh, playing consistently as of late. And Leicester in form, they'll be on the road with they played even better on the road, and I think it'll be a two nothing Leicester win. Okay, swing scoreline. Someone's gonna, someone's gonna get it. If Leicester wins, someone's getting it. I don't think they're gonna get three. Um, all right, okay, let's wrap up with Liverpool Spurs. You know, we got nine minutes. If we, but let's see where we go. Um, Mike, why don't you open us, open us up with this, and we'll uh, we'll get to guy. We'll, like, we'll let guy just mull it over for a bit. I think, obviously, this is a big game for for both of them, but. Mm-hmm. Recent form has this, I think, an even bigger game for Spurs. Um, because they felt as though they should have won last time they played and they didn't. Mm-hmm. And now Liverpool's really struggling. This is uh, another important time for if Tottenham want to make top four to win this game, to extend the lead they have if they win their game in hand uh, on Liverpool. 
So if you, if you can get four points up at, by winning this, I it'd be huge for them. And Liverpool obviously need to come out of this slump, right? We still all expect them to come top four, but if they lose this game, Liverpool is still a team that I would be confident making the top four. Right? Yeah, obviously they yeah. don't want to lose this game because then they'll be chasing a team that's possibly in the top four, but it's an important game for Spurs, I think. And I still don't think they're going to win it. I think it's going to be a 1-1 tie. I think it's going to be a very frustrating tie for Tottenham. I'm not saying they're going to be the better team, but I... Not this time. No. Last time, though. (laughs) It's debatable. We won't get into (laughs) that. But... I don't want to sound like a broken record. Liverpool, it'd be astonishing if they went six games. Without scoring. Or without, like, a win. Sure. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Like, that would be astonishing. Uh, For a team of this quality and caliber, it's already astonishing at five, right? I don't think they will win, but I don't think they'll lose. So that's why I have that's, to that's a draft. That's a draft. <laughs> uh, what is Mourinho thinking right now? You know, he's got to be sitting back there. You know, they're not in great form, but, you know, the expectations more necessarily on Spurs completely this season. You know, there's always expectations with Mourinho, but he always finds a way to lower them. Right now, you're going in this match, and what are you thinking about when you look at Liverpool and Klopp? How can you frustrate Klopp? And, I mean, did you see Klopp lose his shit at halftime on Sean Dyche? Yeah. Come on. Sean Dyche couldn't hurt a fly. How dare he? Oh, no, he could. He's a hard bastard. I'm kidding. Have you seen Sean Dyche? Come on, man. Fucking bite your head off. But, you know, Mourinho's got to be thinking, how do I piss these players and especially my counterpart off in this match? Guy, how can he get at him? How can he get at Klopp in Liverpool? Sit back, frustrate. <laughs> so his bread and butter. Yeah, the yeah. Ga- the game plan. If you're if you're uh, Mourinho, you look at it, and he said it after after the two one Liverpool win, that Spurs were the better team. So the game plan in his mind pretty much worked, and Liverpool were riding pretty high then. Do you ch- do you change anything? No, I don't see why. Do you think it'll work? We're not going to score two goals. Sorry? Do you think it'll work? I think, yes, I think it's more likely to work this time. What does Klopp have to do? That's a good question. Um, He needs to... Well, he needs... Him and his coaches need to work, devise some drills for the for the players that involves beating the low block. I mean, it's, you know, everyone's always got the same amount of players. You're always facing 11 players, you know. Just devise some moves for when, you know, the players are... All their players are behind the ball. Um, in terms of team selection, no, there's not much you can do. Obviously... Never select Divock Origi again. Um, but Henderson, Henderson will be back uh, in the in the midfield though. Matt, Matt tips a big boost. 
Yes, he is. Um, and Henderson is important, you know, one of our best and most important players. Um, but, you know, what more can you do? Um, we need he, we need to score a goal. Early. He can, yes. Yeah, you need to be patient. You need to be patient. It doesn't have to be early. You know, you need to be wary of this counter. They hit you on the counter last time with Sun and a couple other times, Bergwijn as well. Um, and and just trust in the fact that because you know, Liverpool were they weren't completely and efficiently breaking it down and creating clear cut chances against Spurs, but they were moving that ball very well in that match uh, in the first half, especially. Yeah. And you just gotta you just gotta trust in that, and then just trust that some clear chances will come, but don't expose yourselves. And I think Henderson is back in that midfield is is key, absolutely key. Um, Guy, do you got a scoreline for us? Um, yeah, I think it will be nil nil. <laughs> wow, another oh, game, eh? Mourinho will be happy with that. Then sure, sure he would. Um, yeah, he'd be. Yeah, very happy. I just can't see us scoring. I can't see Mourinho giving it up because it, you know. Tottenham are good, at, you know. Mourinho is the man at that kind of thing, um, and I and but more than anything, I just cannot see us scoring. Um, but I think, you know, we've been solid enough at the back. You know, Burnley barely troubled us today. Beyond, you know, Fabinho made the error that then led to the penalty, which might not have counted. Let's not compare um, Burnley to Spurs, please. Uh, sure, you're right. You're right. Um, but, yeah, I just think it'd be nil-nil. I think it'd be a boring game, that's for sure. Yeah. I might not watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you'll be watching it. Come on. Of course. Put your PJs on, though. I'm, I think Henderson's really... I think Henderson's lockdown, really... Max, the PJs don't come off. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I think Henderson's really keen this match. I think Gigi, Henderson, Thiago... And just the wherewithal to not expose themselves. Um, back there, maybe it takes a, uh, a set piece or a moment of ind- individual brilliance, but just be patient. I'm going to Liverpool 1-0. I, I think they'll have it in them. I, I don't think, you know, Klopp's very erratic. He, he whinges and he whines and he can be very annoying. But I don't think he's someone just to fucking go off the rails here and, and start throwing shit away because oh, no. of a very bad stretch. Um... And he'll keep his composure, and I and that midfield is is better than Spurs. They're very again, much like Southampton Arsenal. They're very combative and industrious midfielders, but midfields. But I think Thiago to me is actually the the key in this match, and he's the one. He's the by far the most creative midfielder out of anyone any any uh, of the sides, and yeah. and he's good on he's good on the tackle. He's good at getting the ball back, as is Liverpool anyway with Gigi and Henderson. And I think they win that midfield battle, and they eventually just wear him down. I think it's going to be a late goal. I think it's. I think we're talking like 60th minute pass. Liverpool will score. Just gradually wearing him down. Just as you said, as you said, I had one final thought there as you were talking, Mac. What about if he brings in another midfielder? Forty seconds. Plays four-four-two, um, um, mm-hmm. but with still with the same width of the fullbacks. Four midfielders. Curtis Jones in there as well. And then you've got the movement of Mane and Salah up front in, in different positions to normal. You know, it's just something to change. Maybe. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. That's my closing thought. 
Yeah. I think that's a good idea. All right. Okay. Um, all good. Wrapping up on the hour mark. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. And we'll be back. Guy and I will be back on the weekend with um, our scout picks. Take care.